0: You are listening to the Day-by-Day Podcast for the third week of June, 2017. Welcome to the Day-by-Day Podcast with me, Siobhan. This week, we walk, visit the mountain state, and remember the forgotten. Follow the show on Twitter at Day-by-Day Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And email me at daybydaypodcast at gmail.com. Monday June 19th is World Sauntering Day. The purpose of this day is to remind people to slow down and enjoy life rather than rushing through it. The holiday was created in 1979 by a man named W.T. Raby in response to the growing popularity of jogging. In a 2002 NPR interview, Rabie's son explained that his father felt that sauntering is the antithesis of jogging and as people around the world saunter, they should smell the roses and pay attention to the world. It is said to have begun at the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island in Michigan, which has the world's longest porch at 660 feet and offers an ideal place for sauntering. According to Rabie, the rules for sauntering are to wear comfortable clothing, Never saunter with a small dog, but also never saunter with a dog so large that a lady can't carry it. I'm not really sure what dog you should saunter with. A saunter is a walk in a slow, relaxed manner without hurry or effort, or a leisurely stroll. Besides giving you the chance to slow down and enjoy the world around you, sauntering has many health benefits. Researchers at the University of Colorado at Boulder confirmed that people burn more calories per mile walking a very leisurely 2 miles per hour than walking a moderate to brisk 3-4 to miles per hour. Strolling slower also reduces the load on the knee joints by 25%. At low speeds, you lose the efficiency of already being in motion, which is momentum, as one step is the springboard to the next step. This makes your muscles work a little harder with each step. You are not an efficient walking machine when you are walking at less than natural stride rate. One of my favorite events is the Great Saunter, put on by the Shorewalkers. It is a 32 mile walk or saunter around the perimeter of Manhattan that takes place the first Saturday every May. The Shorewalkers' slogan is, seeing the world at 3 miles per hour. I think they get the idea behind World Saunter Day. In some places, World Sauntering Day is celebrated on august twenty eighth. Why not saunter through both days or the whole summer? Almost heaven West Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains Shenandoah River Life is older older than the Younger than the mountains Growing like a breeze Country roads Take me home is West Virginia Day, which celebrates the anniversary of the creation of the state. When Virginia voted to secede after the outbreak of the Civil War, the majority of Western Virginians opposed the secession. Loyal Unionists gradually pushed for the creation of a new state, and on June 20, 1863, West Virginia was formally admitted to the United States. While Virginia had many farms and plantations, West Virginia's geography is mountainous and not suitable for farming. An episode of How the States Got Their Shape on the History Channel explains. Eastern, or Tidewater Virginia, was full of plantations farmed mostly by slaves. That's where the cash crops like tobacco were grown, and that's where the power was. Out West, the land was rugged, and most farmers grew just enough to feed their families. For six decades after it became a state, June 20th had been informally celebrated across West Virginia until the West Virginia legislature gave the holiday formal recognition in 1927. West Virginia is known as the Mountain State and its motto is, Mountaineers are always free. The capital and largest city in West Virginia is Charleston. As of 2015, the state's population was 1.8 million, with an area of just over 24,000 square miles. 75% of the state is covered by forests. West Virginia is one of the primary regions in the US for coal mining, providing 15% of the nation's coal production. Its top industry is chemical manufacturing. It is the only state to have formed from a Confederate state and the only state to have acquired its sovereignty by presidential proclamation. West Virginia is considered the southernmost northern state and the northernmost southern state. The New River Gorge Bridge near Fayetteville is the longest steel arch bridge in the world. Every October the town hosts a bridge day celebration when the road is closed to traffic and individuals are allowed to parachute and bungee jump off the bridge. The event attracts close to 100,000 participants and spectators each year. As of 2014, John Denver's Take Me Home Country Road is the official state song, though there are three other songs that are considered the state song. The West Virginia Hills from 1885, West Virginia My Home Sweet Home from 1947, and This Is My West Virginia from 1962. You can celebrate West Virginia Day by preparing some West Virginia favorites. Pepperoni rolls, venison, and apple butter are just a few to get you in the Mountain State mood. From United Nations Television, this is UN in Action. On the banks of the Ganges River, Women pray to the gods in the name of good health and prosperity for their husbands. Being a widow here is like a death sentence. In some parts of India, widows commit sati, throwing themselves on their husband's funeral pyre in an act of self-immolation. This Friday, June 23rd, is International Widow's Day. This is an annual observance of the United Nations, a day of action to address the poverty and injustice faced by millions of widows and their dependents in many countries. International Widows Day was established by the Lumba Foundation to raise awareness of these issues, and first observed in 2005 at the House of Lords in London. As of 2011, the United Nations has formally recognized this day. The 23rd of June was the chosen date because on that day in 1954, Shrimati Pushpa Wadi Lumba, mother of the foundation's founder, Lord Lumba, became a widow. Lord Lumba is founder of Rinku Group Clothing Company and member of the House of Lords. As of 2015, there are an estimated 259 million widows and they have 585 million children in the world. In many parts of the world, when a family loses their husband or father, they continue to suffer for the rest of their lives through stigma, discrimination, and poverty. Over 115 million widows live in poverty and struggle to survive. Many of these women face targeted murder, rape, prostitution, forced marriage, property theft, eviction, social isolation, and physical abuse. In many countries, a woman's social status is inextricably linked to her husband's so that when her husband dies, a woman no longer has a place in society. Widowhood is stigmatized and seen as a source of shame. Widows are thought to be cursed in some cultures and are even associated with witchcraft. Research by Help Age International, for instance, has found that in Tanzania, hundreds of older women, mostly widows, have been killed because of accusations of being witches. In India, where widowhood constitutes a low-status social institution as well as a personal condition, thousands of widows are disowned by relatives and made homeless, forcing many women to seek informal work as domestic laborers or turn to begging or prostitution. In Africa, widow abuse cuts across ethnic, class, and income boundaries, rendering widows among the most vulnerable and destitute women in the region. Vast numbers of women are widowed due to armed conflict. In some parts of Eastern Democratic Republic of the Congo, it is reported that around 50% of women are widows, while there are an estimated 3 million widows in Iraq and over 70,000 in Kabul, Afghanistan. Even widows in developed countries face social isolation and commonly live with severe insecurity and poverty due to lack of affordable healthcare and employment. One and a half million widows children in the world die before their fifth birthday. Children of widows face horrors such as child marriage, illiteracy, loss of schooling, forced labor, human trafficking, homelessness, and sexual abuse. Empowering widows through access to adequate health care, education, decent work, full participation in decision-making and public life, And lives free of violence and abuse would give them a chance to build a secure life after bereavement. Importantly, creating opportunities for widows can also help to protect their children and avoid the cycle of intergenerational poverty and deprivation. International Widows Day is an opportunity for action towards achieving full rights and recognition for widows, too long invisible, uncounted, and ignored. You can help empower women by visiting theloombafoundation.org and making a donation to gift a widow with a sewing machine, allowing her to have an income. You can also bring awareness to the issue through social media using hashtag International Widows Day. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening and remember to follow the podcast on Twitter at daybydaypodcast and email daybydaypodcast at gmail.com. The podcast is also available on iTunes and SoundCloud, where you can listen to past episodes. If you're listening to the show through iTunes, please take a minute or two to leave a review. Let me know how you take part in any of these observances and if you know of any holidays that I should talk about. I'll be back next week. Until then, remember to make each day count.